0: it's margot tantow here welcome to windowsill chats a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious i am so glad you're here i've spent decades working with artists and being one myself i've spent time in the trenches figuring out the best way to get something made how to put oneself out there and how to get your work noticed and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee, maybe your paint water, a glass of wine, and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Oh, lovely. Thank you so much for being here with me in the windowsill today. I have the most wonderful conversation today with Rachel Phillips. Rachel's someone that reached out to me online, and I am so very, very glad she did. I just had so much to talk to her about today, and I even get a bit emotional, which I have to say, I was just listening back to it to hear how it sounded, and I apologized twice for it, and I think we don't need to do that, so I just wanted to call out that it was because I was loving what we were talking about. Rachel is just a delight and... A bunch of magic and all sorts of good things wrapped into one. I absolutely love the words that she sent me about herself. So I am going to read those because it's one of the best bios I've ever read. So I hope you enjoy it and take some tips from it and then go look at your Instagram bio and potentially update it. (laughs) Rachel is a Pacific Northwest born and raised creative soul. She is a mama to three boys, 32 plus chickens, and a robust amount of art supplies. A little Anne of Green Gables with a dash of Pippi Longstocking and a side of Laura Ingalls. Rachel holds a master's degree in wildflower picking, a doctorate in smearing paint, and has studied extensively under the likes of Mother Nature, Grandfather Twilight, and Bob Ross YouTube videos. The only thing Rachel knows for sure is that inside each and every one of us, is a creative Mustang pawing at the gate. There are stories and moments and memories and dreams all begging for us to get them out of our body and onto a page. Rachel likes to throw open that gate and gallop with a paintbrush in hand, hair in the wind, yelling, I was here. I loved and lived. And here is the proof. I was here. Oh my gosh. Rachel is obviously a writer and she does so from her absolute depths of her heart. And I'm so grateful for this conversation and for Rachel's stamp on the world and the fact that we can find her and work with her and and be inspired by her. Rachel's website is plantingmarigolds.com. She has an Instagram that is Rachel Phillips three. So go take a look, but be sure to come right back or do so while you're listening, because you won't want to miss a word of this wonderful conversation. Thank you, Rachel, for being here with me. Thank you all for having a listen. And I will not hesitate a moment longer. Here is the lovely Rachel Phillips. Rachel, thanks so much for being here with me today. I'm looking so forward to getting to know you more. It's super delightful to be in the presence of your voice. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I am so loving and interested in what you're doing and what you're up to and your journey, your creative journey, your life journey. I love how you describe yourself as a mix of Anne of Green Gables, Pippi Longstocking, Laura Ingalls, a favorite. Tell me a little bit more about your background and how you got to where you are and how you developed your unique creative style.
1: Oh my gosh. Um, well, it's funny that that you mentioned those three characters because I it's Thinking back, I do believe that, like, my love for books and those types of characters absolutely, like, are weaving together the path that I'm on now. I love that. My childhood was, like, 100% in my imagination all the time. And my mom actually told me that she thought of Anna Green Gables all the time when she would see me, like, sitting in apple orchards oh, and, like, always, like, nose in a book, but then kind of, like, creating a little bit of a exaggerated reality <laughs> where Mm. I was at, you know, always creating story around my reality. Um, and that has like followed me and really how I live my life today. Mm. Um, I, when I look at pictures of my childhood, I think so much like, Oh, I'm the same, I'm the same person. That is the same person that I am now with Mm. that same like wonder. And, um, I remember one time we, my dad, Took a job when I was in preschool, and he bought a house like sight unseen, and he, he like we drove up, and my mom looked at it, and when I looked at it out the window, and it was this like gold rusted single wide trailer, and like as far as you could see was just sagebrush, oh, and gosh. my mom like started crying, and I thought Aww. like, oh. This is my hardship like finally I have a tragedy that I could like turn into this beautiful story. Oh my gosh, where was it? Oh, it was in the inspiring town of Kennewick. Oh
0: wow. In
1: Kennewick, oh my, Washington. Oh my gosh, that just the description of that is fantastic. Oh gosh, it was no. and we had come from this like sweet little cabin in the woods and it and it just, it was perfect for me because uh-huh. it, it was like my first little taste of like turning something that was not ideal uh-huh. into something that like I, now even just the smell of sagebrush. We were only there for a year, but yeah. I had the best, I had my kindergarten year there. I am um, uh-huh. the best teacher I ever had uh-huh. who totally tucked me under her wing and noticed that I loved reading. So it's sneaky uh-huh. books and oh
0: my like, write,
1: write how special I was on the inside and. I mean, for all I know, she did it to everyone and I really hope she did. (laughs) But at the time I was like, this woman loves me and I love reading and she sees it. Miss Honey. Uh, She was totally Miss Honey. Yeah. Her name was Miss Haynes. Um, But then, so then we ended up, my, my dad sat us down and said like, we, you know, I took a new job, we're moving and we're going to a place that is only accessible by boat it's we're moving to an island. Oh my god. And my mind was like, oh, like picturing me like pulling up the rigging and like stormy seas. Like we're gonna like, think go fabulous to our hut. imagination. <laughs> yes. As it should be. Um, and that's how we um that's, that was my introduction to the Washington State ferry system. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which you kind of do have to pull up the rigging and you do know? it yourself if you want to get anywhere. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Rigging big girl pants, just any. Yeah. yeah. And, and so we moved, we moved to our little island and that's like when my love affair started with all things living a little uniquely.
0: Well said, well said. So in case you're wondering, Rachel and I do not live on the same island and she, that was her growing up on a different island, but now she lives on a different island for, <laughs> for <if we're> islanding. <laughs> But still. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm just checking off the boxes. But we'll <laughs> see how many I get to. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. I love that. So so then what? So then I think
1: I've always been really attracted to that story yeah. like storybook life. Mm. And so um, you know, we I graduated <laughs> high school and all my peers went to college and I said, let's have a tragic. Break up with my high school boyfriend and moved to California on a whim in like the middle of this crying spell. Of like I'm changing my life, and I I took a job um, with an Olympic horseback rider, and she was looking for someone to come and basically be her assistant. Wow. And so I applied that night, the night of the breakup, and she. Flew me down for a writing interview a few days later and I got the job. Nice. So I went down there and lived um, for three years in I'm what I'm leaving call, you. I'm leaving I'm leaving I'm going everything off I know. To live I'm my going. dream. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I, I actually talked to my little boys now just about like how magical that time of my life of like leaving everything that fam- was familiar and yeah. everyone knew me in like certain ways and yeah. going somewhere where no one knew me. Mm. And- it was in the middle of nowhere. So there was no internet. Mm. There was no cell service. There was just this farm. Yeah, And I spent hours every morning, just walking the horses. They needed to be uh, conditioned and just spending time by myself thinking that's all I could do is just think and making up stories in my head and um, lived there for a few years, ended up coming back to Washington and starting a business here, a horseback riding business. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then like the creativity was always there, like creative ways of living. Like I would paint my own jumps for the, for horses. Oh, then, you know, wow. I love All that. my students, we like make our own outfits for horse shows. And my husband would drive down our little trailer and it, I just like to do things in a more, um. Creative, and like, what's the what's the most interesting way I could do this? Right, right. Oh, what a good <laughs> way to go! Staying in a hotel. Let's 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 see how fun it would be to camp out, like on the f- in the field, and yeah, things like that. Um, and then when when my third when I was pregnant with my third baby, we decided that we were going to go back to um a slower life, the island, and I was going to sell the business, and as I was doing that, I was also journaling a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, it had started when I was pregnant, and I started kind of writing these, basically introductions to my babies, you know, mm-hmm. like, this is, this is your dad, and this is your mom, and this is where we live. And this is what your house looks like. And these are the things we wish for you. And these were our dreams. And these mm-hmm. are our dreams. And um. As they got a little bit bigger and we moved, they started wanting to look at the journals. Oh wow! At night, instead of bedtime stories, my little toddlers would like say like Can I can I look at your journals?" And um, so then I started really understanding that the story that we were living. Yeah. Was a story like it was an important story, and that I was actually writing our story in mm-hmm. these journals mm. um, for for them and for me yeah. to start telling it and understanding that it was always part of us, and that we were living our story, and that every day that we were experiencing was beautiful, and there was beautiful moments even in the really really hard moments, yeah. and so that carried over into what I now call heart journaling, Mm. is telling the story of our life.
0: What a magical thing to have. You know, I think so many of us think, oh, it would be a good idea to do that. I'm just thinking myself, listening to you like, oh, yeah, I was going to do that (laughs) and I didn't. But uh, what a beautiful practice. And because it sounds like not only do you journal this, but you live it. You know, I can just tell y'all can't see what I see looking at Rachel in her, in her, the room she's in, but beautiful, looks like painted wall. What you're wearing fits perfectly. And there's these just beautiful fabric covered or painted journals behind you. And it's just the most, you look like you're in England somewhere, first of all, for me. (laughs) And, and it's just, it's just lovely. And it comes across that it's a warm, joyful, interesting journey you're on
1: it is it is Mm -hmm. and I really like I I do take pride in like cultivating that like we as a family the heart journals have kind of seeped into every part of our life so now we 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 live it now it's Mm -hmm. not just in the journals now we yeah we paint on the walls and we put up things that um we're inspired by and we collect things and our whole house is what you see it's it's feathers and rocks and love it dried flowers everywhere that we're collecting and seeds that we're drying out. And, um, I started really realizing that, and actually this is, this is what heart journaling is to me. And what I notice that people are wanting when they come to do workshops and, um, create journals with me, it's actually, the journaling is a very small part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what they want is they want to fall in love with their life. Mm, like they want to notice things the way mm-hmm. that they see me noticing things. And, mm-hmm. and that's actually why they're coming. And, and so th- what they leave with or is a journal, yes. But more than that is they say that they start to notice. Oh, they're yeah. like, oh, I want to take a picture of that for my journal. But then now I'm noticing it to take a picture.
0: Yeah. And
1: so I'm looking for the beautiful things and I'm realizing that, oh, it, it is Beautiful that the muffin batter spilled and it just happened to make a heart, or, you know, just uh-huh. things that are typically, I don't know, messy or un- imperfect. And this is where the Anne of Green Gables comes into play, right? It's like taking yeah. those things that are not ideal and looking at them through a different lens.
0: Absolutely. Of life happening. We have that opportunity, we have that choice we can look at things in a couple different ways. I mean, sometimes biologically we're not built that way, but I, I can, I I'm happy to say, but we don't always remember that. I don't think. And I love that they come to you to be able to notice things because I think, you know, in our life, things are fast and we were even talking about it this morning. Cause we were both getting our kids out the door and, you know, it's like, okay, now on to the next thing and on to the next thing. And um the noticing is, is such a part of it. And, and we're both really fortunate to live in places where, I don't know, the pace makes it easier to notice. But I think, I know, even if you're on a busy New York street or wherever you are, there's so much to notice. People, I'm sure many of you heard me say, but walking along, I can remember I grew up in Northern California in the Bay Area and would go into the city into San Francisco and my mom would always say, you know, look up when you're walking along. Of course I didn't, we didn't have phones in our hands, but look up. And there would be such interesting details on the buildings or carvings over doorways or the way the tiles were whatever. And it really stuck with me. So noticing noticing is is everywhere. It's it's everywhere. I love that. it's a practice.
1: It is it a practice. Is. And, you know, to finish what your first question was like, how I got here, it truly like moving to the island, and it doesn't have to be an island, like right. <laughs> changing the pace of life for me gave me that space to actually mm-hmm. cultivate. It's almost like building a garden where mm-hmm. I needed, I needed like that time and space to just take a break from being just in that busyness, like that, That because it almost feels like it, that can overtake your ability to notice, like it's just, it's sure. so stimulating mm. to be in it constantly and to, to remove yourself, almost like taking a cleanse, like, Just to remove yourself for a minute, even a week away, we go camping and backpacking. And the further away from being available to people that I get, the more I, the faster I reground, the more like we, we as a family can come together and be like, oh, right. This is really all that matters. Mm. It's Mm. just, you know, being with each other and noticing everything around you. And when we're constantly putting ourselves in, Stimulation. We talk to the boys a lot because um quite a few of their friends are being introduced to things that they don't have access to yet. So they have a lot of questions, you know, yeah. video games and things like that. And and we talk a little bit about that, and they really have a great understanding of, you know, it's a really fun tool to have, but it also is somebody else's imagination that you're watching and you're yeah. absorbing. And the more you use your own imagination and your own tools, the stronger that becomes. Mm. So it's really fun to like go and play in that world for a little bit. But yeah. if that's all you're doing, then you right. you your muscles of using your own ability to notice and imagine become atrophied, <laughs> really. Atrophied,
0: and I, I think you begin to question them as well. Like, you know, well, I couldn't do it like that person does it. Well, of course you could. But you're right. If if that's what you're if that's where you spend most of your time, you potentially lose sight of that. There's a wonderful picture on your Instagram of one of your boys in a hammock, deeply he looks deeply involved in a really good, thick book. And I just love that picture.
1: He's in Narnia right now. He's um, having his Narnia moment. I love that. <laughs> we've all had them. Oh
0: yes, (laughs) I'm like, Oh, "Oh,
1: you're, you're in there right now. You're like discovering Narnia. It's so fun. Oh, I love
0: that. I love that. Well, tell me a little bit more about the heart journaling process and just what, what that looks like to, you know, what that could look like to somebody who, who doesn't know about it.
1: Heart journaling for me is, um, a, gathering of, I call them artifacts. <laughs> so artifacts from your life and um, it becomes a home for all of the thoughts that you're having and photographs that you're taking. And when I say photographs you're taking, um, I think you'd giggle if you look through a heart journal because they are not the photos you would frame on your wall. <laughs> you know, most of them are like truly you know, like it'll be leggings that one of them, one of the boys wears every day for three months, and you think that you're going to remember those leggings. You know, every day you have to either wash them or you have right. to buy three pairs of the same one because that's okay. all they want to wear. Um, so, so I snap a picture of that and write about them because what I know now, I practice this long enough where when I look back years later, yeah. I actually don't remember that okay. until it like jogs my memory. And then I'm like, oh gosh, this is so wonderful that mm. I have this like little hint of like a remembering of that of that time of my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't frame that picture and put it on my wall, but I take it so that I look can look back on it. Yeah. And it's also, you know, as I started really loving the actual art like the the doing of the art. Um it was a way for me to start practicing my art. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the pages you'll see me painting over photographs.
0: I love that.
1: Um so I print them out on just regular printer paper. Okay. Um because we at the time like we couldn't afford to print on uh like you know it's just annoying to go and have all of your photos printed
0: out. Yes. I don't know. I I was gonna ask like who we don't all our photos are tucked away on our devices. So I love that you print them out on just regular paper. Yes,
1: absolutely. And before I had a little printer, I went to the library because you can Mm. do 10 prints a day for free. Mm. Mm. So I'd print them on my paper and cut them out and- paste them in my little journal. And then it started to be like, Oh, the sky's blue. Like maybe I'll paint around, you know, paint the whole page to match the sky. Mm. And then it started becoming almost like a, like a paint by number where I just started painting over the photos and they looked like paintings. And those are my favorite pages. And it it's where I play and tell my story. And I always dreamed of writing
0: a book. Mm. I really, I was going to, I mean, it feels like you are living one. I, I, I would love <laughs> to read it. <laughs>
1: Well, the funny thing is, is now I realize that I have written a book. I've written Mm -hmm. 25 books, um, just that my family, if they were for my family.
0: I mean, okay. So if I lose anybody, sorry, but I have to go. (laughs) So on my island, which is called Vashon and Rachel lives on an island called Whidbey, which is two islands up from me. Well, two and a half. And on my island, I discovered early on that one of my favorite authors Lived here, who was Betty McDonald. I get, I'm gonna get emotional. Oh my gosh, oh, can't believe it. Sorry, everybody. Oh, Mrs. Pickle Wiggle books. Do oh, you love, love Mrs. Pickle Wiggle. Mrs. Pickle Wiggle's farm is on Vashon. I know. Look I at your face. Have... Did you know oh that? Oh my gosh. No, I did not. Oh my gosh. Sorry, everybody. I've never had a moment like that, but these mean so much to me. Yes, her farm is on Vashon. So, oh my anyway, gosh. so. Everybody's like, what the heck? What have I missed? Who's Mrs. Piggle Wiggle and who's Beggie Thomas? Mrs. McDonald? Piggle Wiggle is like the the woman you want to watch your kids. Because I was like, how is she not mentioning Mrs. Piggle Wiggle? If she's all these other people oh. too. So, okay. So I am just thinking when I think of your 25 books, I think of those stories that span uh, definitely different. Like they were my my mom read them when she was little. I read them when I was little. Cooper, they were his favorites, my kiddo. And it's stories like that. It's like everyday stories. Granted, hers were sparkled with magic for sure that we want to know, because I feel like your life as you've chosen to live, it is not what everybody has been able to do. And in the notes that I read before I talked to you you said you had 32 chickens. And I asked this morning and Rachel said, I have more than 32 now, you know, it's just things like that, that I don't have any chickens, but I would love to read about it because then I, I have them vicariously, you know, things like that, things like vicariously camping for a week or whatever it is, whatever magical thing we painted on the wall today or, or, you know, whatever that is. So I'm just encouraging you in, in a, in a more, uh, authentic way than I had planned that those books and the books you love and you've described already are what took us to these places when we were young and you're doing that. That is such a nice thing to say and so encouraging. Well, I mean it. And the Mrs. Piggle Wiggle books, Betty McDonald was an author that wrote several things. As a matter of fact, she wrote a book called The Egg and I, which was turned into a movie in the 50s. Yes, The Egg and I. I passed The Egg and I Road when I got back
1: home. And yeah, I
0: love it. Go to Port Townsend. and, And she was the most highly paid woman author of her day. She died in the fifties actually, because um, of the movie that was made from that. And it made so much money. So quirky. And if you haven't read Onions in the Stew, which is another Betty McDonald book, I'm such on a tangent. It's all about Vashon.
1: Oh my gosh. I love it. I'm getting it immediately. I've never read that one.
0: It's, it's so good. It's so funny. It's kind of a read out loud book. They all are. And her character names alone, are so good, and the illustrators of the Miss Piggy Wiggle books, as you might know, were you know it's 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 some very famous illustrators of their day. So if if you go looking for them, go on eBay and get the old ones for you know a dollar. Oh, I have
1: I have the old Mrs. Piggy Wiggles Yeah, because they're the, on my bookshelf so downstairs.
0: Much, yeah, same here because they're so much more interesting. But anyway, I all that to say, um, there's something so appealing and timeless about living a life that feels right and making that choice. And you said something about, you know, making that choice and you chose to live somewhere where it feels that way, but we can all make a choice to slow down a little bit, say no to, to being busier, saying yes to spending more time with your loved ones or your art practice or that book you want to read, whatever it is. And I think this is just a great reminder Um that we all have that possibility and that potential. It's just stopping and thinking about it. Absolutely.
1: I, I was in the um, pickup line yesterday or in the parking lot to pick up my kids. And I was kind of looking around and, We have to get there early for, for a lot of reasons that won't go into, (laughs) but we have to get there early. If you want a spot in the parking lot and, um, I'm looking around and everyone, you know, everyone's doing their own thing, mostly on their phones. And I was thinking of Julia Cameron's practice morning pages.
0: Oh gosh. That comes up so often. Yes. So morning pages actually has
1: never really worked for me, Mm -hmm. um, because when I wake up in the morning, I feel if I start writing right away, I almost rush through my writing because I just want to start my day. Like I want to get my coffee and go to the garden, and just I'm not in a writing space.
0: Yeah, first thing. That's so interesting.
1: But what I had told myself is, well, if I'm gonna be, if I'm gonna be there half an hour early for pickup, what if I did pickup pages, and brought my journal Mm. and just streamed consciousness writing as I'm sitting there. Because you're there um, anyway,
0: sitting. Yes.
1: And it has been like so delightful. So I was looking around yesterday and just thinking like, I wonder, I wonder if it occurs to anyone that they could choose to do anything
0: in this time. <laughs> Probably not. They're thinking about what's next, I imagine.
1: Yeah. Or or been being really annoyed that they have to be there so early. Um, which I engaged in that kind of like the first couple of days, you know, we were all sort of complaining about How busy and unorganized the pickup was, and it's going to be like that, yeah, for the rest of the year. So we can either (laughs) spend that time complaining and sitting out front waiting for our children to come out, or you know, use that time to do anything that you would want to do for a half an hour, Mm -hmm. anything. Yeah, um, you know, there's trails around you could walk. I mean, limitless. But so I have my little journal there, and now I've filled up. I mean, I probably ate eight pages that wouldn't have been filled if I hadn't done it.
0: Yeah. I love that. I've definitely gotten the message from myself to myself um, that I need to be doing some writing and some journaling in whatever way that comes out for me. But it's interesting that you said that the morning doesn't doesn't serve you as well. Because I my head went to, well, I need to wake up and do this thing then. But that's not, of course, that's not true. We get to create that. And when's a time when you're waiting? I, I you know, go to the ferry and pick up my kiddo. And there was a quilt show a couple of years ago on Vashon. And one of the quilts had been made completely on ferry rides over over this woman's year. She just brought the quilt and that 20 minutes, she put it on her lap and stitched it by hand. And the whole thing was a fairy quilt. I just
1: thought that was so great. I mean, who knows? I might write my whole
0: book by the end of the year. You very well might. Pick up pages. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. I love that so much. So as far as other people doing this. There's a lot of things I want to talk about, but I want to circle back to Heart Journals for a minute because you mentioned when people come learn here. So tell us a little bit more about how you facilitate this for others.
1: I've tried on a few different ways. Um, I I do have an online course and a lot and that's like the perfect place if you don't live here um, to start. And I think it's it's really, really well done. Um, I spent a lot of time doing it And it's, it gives you so many different ways and so many creative tips. And, um, I have four, I've kind of landed on four different ways of journaling, um, something old, something new, something borrowed and something you, so Mm -hmm. something borrowed is actually one of my favorite ways. And it's when you use other people's stories. So, you know, you're doing a, maybe say you want to go back and journal your, your, uh, baby's birth or like your mm. baby's first year and your baby's 15. Sometimes it's fun to go and gather stories of, from other people's perspectives. So, you know, I, I wrote the story of my experience, but then I also had my husband write a little thing to them about like what he experienced in that day. And then I even asked my parents, like, what was your experience oh, on that's this day? wonderful? And like gathering, gathering, it makes the, you know, like quote, unquote, history of that day, so much more rich when you gather all the perspectives. Mm. Um, Because so often we, we only really get one version of it. And what I know now, now my kids are old enough, they have their own heart journals, and we can journal the same experience Mm. so differently, wildly differently, like what stood out as like the thing that we want to write about or take a picture of. And we are all in the same campsite. Yeah. But we had different experiences. And so uh, oftentimes I'll actually have them write in my journals, little oh, things. Nice. And it's, it's so sweet to look back on. Um, yeah. But to answer that question, I also invite people in for workshops in my own home. Um, And this is kind of, this is where my creative mind is both my gift and also my <laughs> martyr is, it usually is a planned on like a you know twice a year or anything it's just when I feel like it I'll just put out an invitation I teach um at some of the little stores around the island and I sell the journals that I make in the stores on the island oh nice and then actually Instagram has been a real friend to me in this people Mm. will reach out through Instagram they'll find my work and whatnot and then we will set up times um that we can do it together Mm. and I do I just started this year doing a once a week this year, meaning this school year, meaning this week was our first one. (laughs) 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 Um, A pop-in online gathering where we can journal together. Oh, wow. And make art and talk about our favorite things. I did this a couple of years ago and it was the most fun. Uh, It was a little bit more organized when I did it before where people had to sign up and show up once a month. And this time I thought, you know, I'm just going to, commit to me showing up once a week at a certain time. And then anyone that wants to join can, you know, message me and I'll give them a zoom link and they can join us. And who knows, you know, we'll do writing prompts and talk about our favorite things and make art together. That's wonderful. When, how do people find out about that? You can either email me or find me on Instagram. That's Instagram is where I do most of my talking about things. It's kind of like my online heart journal,
0: really hmm Perfect. What a great thing to be able to, are they at the same time every week or do you switch it around? Well, so I was thinking that because different people have different needs
1: of doing two in the morning and two in the evening. Ah, so nice. every other week would be morning, evening, morning, evening. Cause you know, if you go to work every day, then you can't make a 10 AM yeah. gathering and I don't want to leave anyone out.
0: I would love that. Plus there's, you have followers I'm sure all over the world. So it's a good way to to do that too. And just a way to touch in, you know, and like you said, just be involved in, in those moments of our life that we can take a minute to, to stop and live into. I think that's so great. So part of slowing down sounds like you have a little bit of property. You don't have horses, but you have chickens and, and you have obviously a beautiful, loving home surrounding you. Tell me a little bit about, um, about that and about how that plays out in your creative life and your journaling and things like that. I mean, we've talked about a little bit. I want to know more about where you are and what you, what you're creating there.
1: Where we are now is, is the result of a lot of intention, Mm -hmm. (laughs) a lot of hard work and gradual more, more, more towards what our Ultimately, like whatever dreams that we have, we just get a little bit closer, closer, closer every day. So when we when we decided to move, um, we we made that decision in like a little 900 square foot house that we were living in in Snoqualmie, and Mm. um, I had four pots that one was a tomato plant and one was oregano and. that was the extent of my garden. Uh And what I wrote about in my journals from those years that I love to look back on is I wrote out like, I dream of having space to grow our own food. I dream of having, you know, waking up and, you know, experiencing the day the way I want to. I dream of having a farm where I can teach art classes. I wrote these things oh, down wow. yeah. when I did not live that life. Um I had a very different creative dream that I was living out at that time, but I was th- kind of trying to think of really what I wanted my life to look like and when we moved to the island. We rented a house um, in, in the town and it was, it was small and perfect for what we had or that a small backyard. And I, the, the backyard was completely overgrown. um, And I had three babies (laughs) and my twins were, you know, almost two. And then I had a newborn and I said, "I, I really need to put I need to, I need to do what I said that I wanted to do and I can. So we, a little bit at a time grew that I, I had like three garden beds Mm -hmm. and in between journaling and running around after the kids and taking them on adventures, I would pluck away at that. So then we had onions that year and I started picking apples when we went on hikes and making applesauce and getting a little closer to this life, um, that I read about, you know, like you said, like in the Laura Ingalls and like things where I, I really connected with those lives of meaningful work alongside the people you love Mm, and growing food and experiencing things together. And so we, right before the pandemic, we found this house and in complete transparency, I thought, Oh, I, I don't know. It it's, it was built in the nineties and I'm supposed to be in a 1900 farmhouse. And (laughs) I really like, I'm having a hard time connecting honey. And, but we knew we needed the space and it was really hard to find a house. And we had been looking for years. And so part of it was, My husband's saying like, you could make this, you could make anything magical. Like, you know, this is this, we need to do this for our family. You know, we don't have a rental forever. And, and me then really believing like, okay, I can, anyone can make whatever circumstance you have and make it your own. So we bought this house and it it looks like you live in
0: an old farmhouse from here. (laughs) I wish I could show you the before pictures.
1: I, it's been not that long and that's the crazy part too is we've only lived here i think four yeah. four years now and for the first year and this is this is a good this is a good practice okay so the first year i really held back Doing things, uh-huh. it's like I don't want to put in that window. That window, my grandma's window, It's for my forever house. Oh. I don't know if we should plant a garden here and do all that work because this isn't our forever house. Like, let's just put in like a little garden. Yep. And when we get our forever house, I'm really gonna. go. How
0: long should we hold on to those moving boxes in the garage? <laughs> yeah. Right, and it yeah. just it it felt
1: there was a there was a resistance, there was a block yeah. there, and it huh. really didn't feel good. Yeah. But I was like, I'm holding on to this dream of what I know, you know, our farm is coming down the line. And then really, the last couple of years, everything switched to me, switched for me. And I started, you know, I, I made my studio uh-huh. and um, gave, my, gave myself permission to change whatever I wanted and anything and, yeah. and reimagine what rooms look like. And if it had a 90s closet door, let's rip it off and paint the hole inside. Yeah. Um, I, This is my boy's room I'm speaking of. We ripped out the closet doors and made the hole inside a forest reading nook. Oh, nice. And uh, let them paint trees on it. And it turned yeah. in, now it's one of my favorite spots in the house. Oh, I love that. And so the last couple of years, we really switched our framework to thinking like, let's steward the life we have now
0: mm, yeah let's Cause, steward cause the because here we are we have after now. all mm-hmm.
1: and here we are and isn't it beautiful like look out look at what we actually have mm. and that switched everything for me
0: mm.
1: and i think our whole family and we really started pouring everything we had into the things that we wanted mm. so we you know this just this last spring we pulled out all of the um, kind of like, I call them old lady ornamental bushes, like all mm-hmm. the bamboo, like all the bushes that yeah. didn't do anything for us, but they were planted there. So right. part of me just thought, well, that's what it is. Right. And then I said, no, I, it doesn't have to be that. We pulled it all out as a family, We dug up all these box box bushes and we planted all stuff that we wanted to, black eyed Susans oh. and tomatoes. And um, it If you can see, I mean, you probably have, if you look at my Instagram, it is such a magical space now. Sure looks like it. And it, all it did, it was hard work, but it actually wasn't that hard. It was actually just the mind mindset
0: switch. I think when your heart's behind it, it's less hard. What, what do you think flipped that switch for you? I think actually,
1: this is, this is so interesting. So it's what I teach other people how to do. (laughs) <laughs> yes. And then I thought, you know, in some ways, Rach, you're being a big poser.
0: <laughs> you know? <laughs> you
1: know, oh. just like let's do it with your own life. Like make every oh. nook and cranny and corner. And I do this anyway when, when I go in the world. And you know, I can I can see beauty in pretty much anything. And I needed to put the work into the things here that I see every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's what we did. And that's what we're doing. And it feels like Dan and I just looked at each other a couple of days ago. I had baskets full of tomatoes and I was making sauce. And like every year we're getting a little bit closer, you know, it's hard to dive into doing all that and probably too overwhelming to do all of it. But when it gradually a little bit more and a little bit more, I looked at him, I was like, we're really doing it. Like we're Mm. really doing it. We, we are growing most of our food and we are making art and living a joyful life. Like we're really doing it. And
0: sometimes we just have to tell ourselves that. It's right. It's sometimes it's just deciding and, and deciding again and deciding over again, you know, and, and what that looks like and, and stopping and realizing, oh, I, I need to, call it. We don't, we don't always know when that is and, and what that looks like. How would you encourage somebody who's listening and thinking, oh gosh, I feel like I need to, to do that. How would you encourage somebody to start that process?
1: I would start by looking at the things that you can change immediately. For me, some of the things was just, okay, so my closet. Mm. So go into your closet. I took a a course from Kelly Ray Roberts Mm -hmm, called mm -hmm. wear your joy. Yep. Yep. Years ago,
0: years ago. And it is still influential in my life. I can still Um, think pull up some of her outfits from that time in my mind.
1: Yep. And so you go through your closet and one of the practices is, you know, you just take out everything that doesn't just, it's not your favorite thing. You know, you just take out everything that doesn't really make you happy. Mm. And when you're out and about, you start to look for things that really do make you happy. Mm. Um, And it's a fun practice, too, of like trying things on. Like if your morning latte isn't really making you feel good, like maybe it's just a habit that you have that you need to like start to. What else could you order from the coffee stand every day? Like, try every single thing they have until you're like, actually, what I like is peach tea with honey. <laughs> and that. that makes you feel good. Or, you know, we have a lot of habits like that where mm-hmm. we just really need a replacement. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not quitting going and getting your coffee. It's figuring out what could actually be nourishing and better in that moment. hmm. Yeah. And picking and picking out your favorite candle and having your candle. It's like very, very simple little things. And what usually ends up happening for me is when I start implementing these small things, it's like a ladder that gets me closer and closer and closer to where I want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's happened. Like what you see as a result of a million switches like that, where I don't want like walls, Well, why don't I just hang up all of the things that I love on my walls? Yeah. And for some people, it might be the opposite. Maybe they're living, right. they feel cluttered and they need to take things off of their walls right. or whatever's going to get you closer to you being truly delighted
0: mm-hmm. at your life, in, in
1: the space that you're in. Mm, I
0: love
1: that. And I want to I also say that it is not perfect either. Um, you know, choosing the life that we have has meant that we've also had to not choose other things. And that's hurt people's feelings. It's, Mm. it's changed, you know, it's moved us away from certain dynamics and circles and it, that hasn't been perfect, but it has been good for
0: us. Mm, That's so poignant. Yeah. I just want to sit in that for a minute. You know, it, it's really true when you make those decisions to live honestly to yourself, whatever that might be, peach tea with honey or more pictures on your walls. It, not everybody always, you know, you might have come from, but you've always done it this way. And we've just, dis- we've decided that, you know, <laughs> for wherever that comes from. And, and uh yeah, it, it comes with its own, um, you know, other chapters to look back on, but it also is what starts to fulfill your heart and your, your family's heart that you're growing hearts. And I just uh, commend, commend anyone who's doing that because it's, it's not easy, but it's so worthwhile. It's so worthwhile at the end of the day, when you know you made the decision because it felt right for you, really, that's where it needs to start. That's my little soapbox, but I, I really, you know, it's, it's the hard work it's the not compartmentalizing it. It's the looking at, at what matters and, um, standing for it. And that's so beautiful. You know,
1: I, I like a lot of things and like creatives, I go through tangents of being really obsessed with something and like, oh my gosh, like I love, I'm going to teach my house myself how to sew today. (laughs) Right before, right. as I was getting the kids out the door, I was thinking of all these like projects I want to do today. And I have to sometimes kind of quiet my mind and say like, why don't you just pick one thing, yeah. one thing to do today? <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> um, and so it does, it becomes a little bit of, um, what, what am I trying to say? Like it, you can start with one thing and yeah. then kind of gradually bring it in. My husband is somewhat, somewhat new to this practice and he he is just almost like watching a child it's very sweet he recently discovered re- rediscovered his love for records oh, and man. for old like vintage toys and stuff so yeah. he's like hitting every garage sale oh, he's, like, he's in it right now and it's funny because sometimes I have to like interject a little bit and be like okay so there's a lot of records right now <laughs> like let's 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 sort them first and then like you know or yep. he now knows he I love old books so like any old book he sees he gets oh, me and sweet. i i had to like very kindly say like i have so many old books now yeah then now it's time for me to say, like, which is the old books that I want to keep, and which are yep. the old books that I will give to somebody else because they're not the ones that I'm going to read or don't have the best illustrations. Right. So it's almost like curating your favorite things. It's a constant <laughs>
0: practice. It is, and it's really fun too. It's because you you come to things for a certain reason at a certain time for a certain reason, and and I'm I've been a big collector of things my whole life, and and I. I have absolutely remember standing in front of, you know, my big collection of vintage creamware thinking there's no way it, I'll ever ever be able to get rid of this. And then at some point you do because because you've there's reasons there it's it's there's too much or I want to share this with someone else or somebody else yes. deserves the same joy in discovering this that I did or I'm I'm going to do this now whatever that is. And and we see it more in our kids because you know, I can remember growing up and thinking, why don't people, and maybe it was the time, but why don't people ever change their houses? Like, why don't they change their style? That living room, or my grandmother's, or whatever it was, you know, it feels like, what if she just changed those curtains? I don't know. Maybe that was because I was decorating things from an early age. But when we get to and we do that, it's it's really fun. We get.
1: Oh, I am so into seasonal like rhythms and like changing everything with the seasons, like falls creeping in right now. And that's such a delight for me. Like I'll take down photos off the walls and mm. uh, paintings. And mm. I have all of these, I I have so many little tendencies, but I'll put up fall pictures from the past or like uh-huh. paintings that I've found um, anything like bring in dried flowers from outside and completely redecorate our house based on the season. Love it. That, completely delights me and <laughs> you' walk around my house at any given time and it is kind of like a museum but I love it it does tell a story. It does tell a story of where we're at right there in that in that moment.
0: Well, I think that's I think that's the point of it. I mean when you circle back to what you've been speaking about, it feels like permission to tell your story visually in writing, in thinking, in remembering, it's just find a way and, and embrace it, do it, you know? And when
1: you let those things go, like you were speaking of the things that come in and you let them go, having a heart journal has those things live on. Mm -hmm. You know, the, I was thinking of this page that I did when we moved from that little house where we brought our babies home and I had spent all this time in the nursery, painting this tree. And I had all of our uh, relatives write little notes to them on leaves. And then I put the leaves all over the tree. Well, we moved from that home and we had to paint over it when we left. And um, so what I did and what I'm so glad I did is that I took a picture of it. Okay. And then I made copies of every leaf. Oh, Wow. And put them in my journal. So there's an actual, like, replica of the wall. Oh, nice. The tree, and then all the little leaves. So I can go back and just look at that and remember that time and that little space yeah. and what we did. And the things that we let go, we can take pictures of and write a little bit about them and where they go to. And I just inherited a sweet elderly woman's apron collection. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah. It is the most magical oh, thing. Man. And when she said, like what are you gonna do with all these aprons? I said, um, you know most of them I will use and keep but then the ones I said, I promise you, I will find good homes for the ones oh. that need to go on like I will I will make it my my duty that I will find good homes for these other aprons because I can't keep a hundred aprons, <laughs> but I will find good homes for them. Yeah. That story will, will,
0: you know, her legacy will live on in many different ways. Oh, I love that. Really. We are the, we are the keepers and the tellers of the stories. And I think when you do collect or have a passion for finding things, every single one, I wish I could hear its story where it's been, you know, every single one. It's like Like, people. Yes. Anytime I sit next to someone and I just start striking
1: up a conversation. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this person could write a book. But of course right. that's the, that's the entire intention behind heart, heart journaling is that your story is a story like that. It matters. It, it can be all of our favorite stories and books
0: was just someone sitting down and
1: writing it out Yeah, their life experience. Absolutely.
0: Those are some of my favorites are, are just kind of getting to pull back the curtain and hear about or read about that person or their family or generations of their family, their stories. I just, I think I'm thinking back on a few right now. I, um, There's a book called Wild Swans by Yung Cheng, and it's the story of her grandmother, her mother, and herself, all the way from the um, Kuomintang to 1990, probably. And, and I love reading history, learning about history that way, and lives and realness, and it's just blows my mind the stories that we get there so yeah it's such a beautiful
1: way to learn history is
0: through people's stories of what they were doing in the pandemic
1: that was such a huge like the way that I was journaling became very important to me because I wanted to make sure that when my boys yeah you know looked back at this time that they're only evidence of what happened was not from other people's perspectives and that's that they saw really that alongside mm-hmm. all of this sadness and confusion and tragedy and and conflict, which I also yeah. did journal about, yeah. um, that there was also an incredible amount of joy and building. And that's mm-hmm. when we built our garden. And we, we lived in that time lives, mm-hmm. yes. you know, and it yeah. wasn't just news headlines and And so I do think that God, wouldn't it be a gift if we had that throughout history, so many different (laughs)
0: perspectives of what happened, rounding out the truth. It really, oh gosh, wouldn't that be, oh, wouldn't we learn so much more if we had the perspectives? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think too, it's not, it's never too late to start. Capturing these things because we have memories we can capture. We have today that you can capture. You have other people's perspectives. You can ask them questions and, and jump on live to your weeklies and take your class and just find time in the pickup line, whatever it means for everyone. (laughs) I love that.
1: pickup pages. I love it. (laughs) Really
0: good. Oh my gosh. I feel like I could talk to you for hours and I'll just have to come visit. Yes. Be, absolutely. You are welcome anytime. Thanks. It's very close. I love the town you live in. I love it. But thank you. And I I want to know, of course, who's inspiring you right now. Oh my, oh my gosh. <laughs> I, it's so hard to pick one everyone. And oh, you know, I think one of
1: the most inspired. I think I wrote this on my little thing that you sent me. Um was the ladies in the sauna.
0: Love that.
1: Okay. So the this little group of women goes to water aerobics every morning and they give me, and then then I meet them in the sauna because I'm doing my own thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then we end up in the sauna at the same time. And they are all probably, I would guess, 70s, maybe early 80s. um, Give me such a great perspective and inspiration. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, last week I turned 40 and, um, their reactions are like, oh, you're such a baby. Oh, you're in the, you know, you're in the prime of your life. And, and I love being surrounded by that. And all of them telling their stories, you know, one's on her third husband, because the other two passed away. And that, and this one likes to cook. So they're, you know, she has these elaborate dinners every night, but my last husband like cruises. So that's what she did with him. And I'm thinking, wow, this woman's had like three different lives and She says, Oh no, honey, like, I just, you know, you don't know what's going to happen in your life. You're in the beginning of your life. Mm. I was like, Oh my, that, that to me just (laughs) felt like what, you know, I felt like I figured it
0: all out. Like I'm just going to cope. And sorry for laughing. Oh my gosh. Right. It's, Oh, the reinvention continues.
1: Yes. 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 So they're wildly inspiring hearing about the things, you know, oh, they're love talking about the things that they're into now they're into new things. Yeah. That's 60 years past where I'm at now. I mean, it's just like, wow, this is wonderful perspective. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, that there's so much ahead and hearing, and you know, that reminds me of going into the gym when the, when the ladies come out from water aerobics and, and they're just so, they're just so comfortable with themselves. Confident. Everything's out. Oh my gosh. Everything's out. I was like, Holy cow. This right here is a lesson. And just like, okay, maybe
1: I'll get there someday. I love it. I love it. It's just constant. Like just makes me feel like life is just so wonderful.
0: (laughs) Oh, what a good choice. I love to be inspired by those around us and those, uh, you know, who've lived more.
1: Um, I'm really inspired by artists that, um, like Katie Daisy, Laura Pemberton, uh, Jane Davenport, these artists that are so themselves, like their style is like, anytime you see a picture, you're like, Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's them. That's a Jane Davenport, like hundred percent. Um, so I don't think my own art is there yet. Um, And I really aspire to that. Like, I really hope that someday I have a a real confidence in my own voice, in my art.
0: Mm. As the ladies in the sauna would say, you're only 40, you're just starting. So there's, (laughs) there's a lot of opportunity for that. But, and I think too, you know, you know, you've manifested things in your life that are great. And so it's just that everyday practice, right? Oh, absolutely i mean
1: i almost can work myself in a panic of how much i want to do and how mm. much i'm excited to do and how almost it feels like there's not enough time in my entire life to do them all. Mm. <laughs> and my husband called me a packer inner it's like you're packing <laughs> it in you're packing <laughs> it in because i'll like I'm like i can definitely go to a barbecue and a movie and a concert all <laughs> in the same night in I
0: promise you I can do it. Oh, uh, that's a really good way to say it. Yes, it's been, I've been called that, but maybe not so eloquently. <laughs> 10 pounds of crap in a five pound bag. Yeah, Packer in her, that's a great one. And and those dance. are perfect artists to say, like, you know, Katie Daisy, for, as one that I know a little bit more, um, really does live her life and her art in the way that works for her so beautifully. Yes,
1: absolutely.
0: I have a lot of respect for that.
1: Uh, And then I'm also just constantly inspired by uh, children. Yeah. just their, you know, their honesty and their wonder and the way they, they just, you know, it's really, it's the honesty. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, they're saying what everyone's thinking.
0: Yeah. And the ages your boys are, you, you're really, you're really (sighs) in the thick of that we are in the golden
1: years right now like yeah, it, i i really want everything to slow down i know it won't but for the
0: next 10 years just slow down so i can really enjoy this yeah it's great well you're building them such a good such a good nest to do that in i love that <laughs> i have to share just a little bit about why i got choked up around the mrs Piggle Wiggle part when you talked about the sauna ladies it made me think of it so I, I grew up reading those books and loving them. And then I went, I, have a, I was visiting the island a long time before I moved here. And I went to get a friend of ours who was turning nine. I went to get her Mrs. Pickle books at Barnes & Noble in West Seattle, because I hadn't planned ahead enough to get the good ones offline. <laughs> and the, the woman at Barnes & Noble said to me, isn't it amazing that she's a local? And I was like, what what do you mean she first of all she you know how certain authors are just they're not even real how could they be real right that's an actual person that did that and she said yeah she lived on Bainbridge or Vashon or one of those islands and I was like I had a moment in the store all by myself my mom and my sister were not there to share I was like what you know I already thought Vashon Island was so magical and I was like to combine it with that that Person of my childhood, those stories of my upbringing, and you know, it was just crazy. And I, I went online because I had been coming to Vashon as much as I could because I lived in the Midwest at the time and staying in in Airbnbs or whatever. And um, I went on. I, I thought, oh, maybe I can find out where she lived and like drive by, like you know, she oh, was a yeah. celebrity or something in my own mind. And so I went online, and it turns out that her barn, Mrs. Wickle Piggle. I can't even talk. <laughs> Mrs. Tickle Mr. farm, I know, was a bed and breakfast. The woman who owned it had owned it, Judith, had owned it since 1974 and had it as an a bed and breakfast. So she didn't advertise on Airbnb or anything. It, it was so old school. So we could stay there, which oh. also blew my mind, blew my mind. And so my sister and I went and stayed there. We took a trip. To Vashon and stayed there, and it was absolutely magical. I remember it was right when Instagram stories started. I think my first story I ever posted was a picture of the barn, and the woman who owned it, Judith, was just she was she was one of those sauna women. She said, "Oh, she used to tell me, oh." I remember my life by husbands. Like, was that, that had that happened with that (laughs) husband or that husband? (laughs) She was, she always had braids and she kind of talked like this and she could do anything. She ran that place. She could do anything, but simply, you know, and if she couldn't, she knew the old school person who could. And, and there was a, I used to do a lot of magazine work and um, in the bathroom, there was a whole pile of of up! Oh, first of all, you go up, 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 up in this barn. You're thinking, where am I going? And and you go through this like seriously Narnia door to the top of the barn where the- This is where my the, dream. Oh my gosh. Where you would oh. stay and you, you walked in and it was just, everything was old in the most wonderful way. And oh. everything had stories and, every, and it was just like, where are we? Where are we? And you could peek through the trees and see the sound and she had this basket of magazines in the bathroom. And one of them was a really, really old issue of country living. And it had, it was the first magazine story that I had done and was in. And so my sister took it down and said, Oh my gosh, this is, this is Margo's house. And it was so, it was in Atlanta years ago. And so she couldn't believe that either. And probably, Oh gosh, I don't know how much later, a year and a half, at least later, I get this phone call. I'm in Minnesota at my desk, and Margot, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Before she even said, "This is Judith," I was like, "Oh my god, is that is Judith?" <laughs> and she said, "Do you do you need a house on Vashon?" And I was like, "Uh, no, yes, no, I live in Minnesota." You know, it's and she is the reason that I'm here and I live here. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the so. Ever
1: since I was little, um, people tell me that the islands call those who are meant to be here. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: that was your call.
0: Oh, my call. Yeah, it was. It was really great. And I'm so glad she passed away unexpectedly in her house. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, exactly as she would have wanted to. But we're so lucky to be inspired by those we stop long enough to listen to. Yes,
1: yes, yes.
0: I I write a lot
1: um in my journals about people I meet. Yeah. Um because I'm like people need to know about Mr. Bill. Mr. Bill drinks the <laughs> same coffee every single day and he's here and he has this amazing life but he's at this coffee shop every morning and um I want people to remember Mr. Bill so he gets a page.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. You can learn a lot by the people the especially oh. the the older Folk that are hanging out at the coffee shop. Yes.
1: And Judith, like I can see her in my mind. Like, yes, there's so many Judiths in the world that need to be
0: celebrated. Yes. Yeah. Cause they, they're a, they just, they don't care about social media. They didn't care about all those things. She gave Cooper for one Christmas, a, a blank, this is full circle, a blank journal that she had written almost on every three or four pages, a thought, an important thought, a quote, Something that she wanted him to remember, probably for his, oh, I don't know, 10th or 11th Christmas. Oh, oh my gosh, a treasure. Wow. Yeah. So there, there's a heart journal as well. That is sensational. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you for your inspiration. You took me down a good road today. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, any
1: road that leads to Piggle Wiggle is a good one, (laughs) in my opinion.
0: Exactly, exactly. Oh my gosh. Well, I have just completely enjoyed talking to you. I know I'm going to meet you in person someday because you're not very far away. Absolutely. And I look very forward to that. Thank you so much for the time today. I've loved every second. I appreciate it so much. Yeah. You know, this is what happens when people reach out. So don't be afraid to DM me and say, Hey, I have some things to talk about. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. Before you go, I just want to say a quick thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something useful to take away and something to make you think for those of you listening in on Spotify. And I know there are many, you now have the cool option to show your love for windowsill chats quickly and easily from the show page in the Spotify app, you can simply tap to rate it one to five stars. And of course, I'll really appreciate it too. If you leave a review wherever you might be listening, see you next week lovelies. And I hope it's a creative one.